done a lot of meetups this year. We've done a lot of podcasts. We create a lot of resources. We've talked to a lot of different people from all over the world. But today I am super excited to be talking to Sonia Singla, who is by far the youngest person we've interviewed on the, on the podcast or in the meetups for Data on Kubernetes community. Um, Sonia, you'll have to tell us about exactly how old you are in a bit. But we're, like I said, we're super excited to be with you to hear today to hear about all the work that you've been doing, uh, working with the CNCF, participating in events, being an active community member. Um, Sonia, could you just introduce yourself really quickly and, and tell us about who you are? Hi, everyone. So yeah, my name is Sonia and I am a final year undergraduate student in information technology. Currently, uh, I'm a developer advocate intern at Embark Studios, uh, a startup based in Stockholm. And I am a member of Kubernetes 1.20 team. From the past three years, I have been involved with open source uh, majorly, I contributed to Mozilla, the creator of Firefox browser. Uh, I also did my outreach internship in Mozilla. After that, I did internship with CNCF in Panos project of CNCF. And later on, I got involved with Kubernetes, wider uh, release team. Uh, apart from this, I also love to talk about open source. Uh, and I knew the local community of Mozilla in my college. And... I also hate computers sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. And that's human and there's nothing wrong with that. Now, you've done a lot of stuff in a very short period of time. But just to be absolutely clear, can you tell can you tell us how old are you? Yeah, I'm 20 years old. Okay. Once upon a time, I used to be 20 years old <laughs> and I definitely wasn't doing half the things that you're doing. So I think you're on very, very good track. Now, can you just tell me, how did you, how did you get started in tech? You know, what, what made you interested in this? Okay, so, you know, before joining college, I was never involved with tech. And I didn't know anything about coding, programming languages, and the web development. Because uh, there was uh, no computer subject in my school. Luckily, uh, because of my good scores uh, in school and good score in my test, I got admitted uh, for bachelor's in information technology. And then in the first semester, uh, there was a tech meetup going on in my college and I went, I went there with my friends for uh, some fun and that's how I got introduced to the world of open source and specifically uh, Mozilla. Oh, wow. So, so, you know, it, yeah, just interesting. sometimes a chance happening, you know, can lead you to these places. So this, and, and a lot of times as well, too, like you said, if you, if you go with friends, it's more of just, you know, like a casual social thing. Okay, so then from there, and because we're not talking about, you know, hundreds of years ago, given your age, um, when did Kubernetes first get on your radar? How did you first hear about it? What was that experience like? Okay, so, uh, you know, after doing an internship with CNCF, I was uh, looking uh, what are the other projects we have in the CNCF. And I got to know about the conference called KubeCon. And... I also got, uh, on first I got involved with KubeCon via uh, the release team. And we had uh, released uh, this month only for the 1.20. Yeah, it's fantastic. And the community is very loving and supportive. Actually, I saw a tweet uh, from one of my colleagues that they, uh, they need some of the shadows for their 1.20 team. And I submitted the application and I got admitted for the release uh, notes team. Uh, yeah, so uh, that was my first step towards Kubernetes. 
and right now at my company also uh, at embark we have been using uh, several kubernetes projects uh, like some of the tooling projects uh, microservices for loading our game servers and uh, many others so yeah uh, like uh, i can say now i have been using kubernetes for full time that's really really good and you know that like i said is it and when we were talking about this earlier is that many people have this feeling that oh gosh like this is just going to be too difficult like i don't have it you know i haven't been working with this long enough people often talk about you know the fear of imposter syndrome and things of that nature in your experience obviously you're you have a very outward you know sociable personality and as you mentioned you know the strong feeling of community and support I think uh, people are here to help, right? So that, that's one thing that makes it easier. But from a technical perspective, how has it been for you or what's worked for you in order to feel more comfortable in the Kubernetes world? Okay, so uh, I'll say, uh, you know, uh, the best thing around Kubernetes is the people around that. Uh, I haven't seen in the other, uh, you know, uh, tech communities or the things like, where people are supporting each other but in the kubernetes even uh, some of the people had one on one with me to explain things better to me uh, even they check in on me so that you know how the work is going on also uh, talking from the technical perspective uh, the documentation is very well detailed and you know if you hop on slack and you ping a person i i can definitely say from my own pers- uh, you know own experience that they are actually very happy to help you but when i was uh, starting on with the kubernetes uh, you know i won't say uh, kubernetes uh, is a very easy to go to place you definitely need some months of experience or maybe some months of you know hard work to hop on those projects it's a very complex community i won't deny that but uh, you know it takes some time to figure it out it took me some time also but uh, you know after talking with some people i got you know settled with the community and uh, yeah now i am a very fearless person <laughs> that's also uh, that's also very very clear given all the things you've been doing in such a short period of time and that's it's funny that you mentioned that because i think that in a similar way when we talk about data on kubernetes in our community is that very often the starting point for some people is difficult like where do i begin you know or maybe i don't have enough experience doing that or i haven't worked with an operator or i haven't you know i haven't worked with these things enough um but a lot of it is what you said is that if you ask for help you'll probably get it and if the person doesn't know the answer they can refer to you to somebody who does there is definitely an element of what you said when we talked to uh Jakub from Red Hat who also works on the the Strimzy project he was explaining that you know you've got to keep in mind that your first try probably won't work and that's okay you know there's there's got to be a bit of a, a DIY approach um when working with these things there may not be an exact fit but if you look at the documentation and if you reach out to folks out there it should you know be a little bit easier now for you and just curiosity all right so when you first heard about our community you know data on kubernetes what did you think about or what were you imagining okay uh, so uh, i was imagining about the infrastructure large uh, data applications 
and maybe you know if we are talking about data i can uh, talk a bit about my own experience and uh, yeah so uh, at embark and in some of the uh, other projects i have used kubernetes and uh, at embark we are also using it to load our own game servers deploying applications on the large scale infrastructures and uh, also using some of the kubernetes projects as i mentioned before also uh, like controllers microservices uh, yeah so they are heavily used by us and now uh, you know i want to talk about some of the main challenges uh, about data which is uh, developing big data solutions um in other words maybe uh, you know the right architecture to deploy the big software in our production system mm -hmm. Be, uh, yeah so uh, big data systems uh, if i go by definition they are the large uh, scale applications that handle online and batch lots of data which grows very exponentially uh, so for that reason we somehow need a reliable uh, secure and more uh, you know easy to uh, easy platform Uh, that can bridge the gap between the massive data to be processed and the software applications and the low level infrastructure so for that i think so kubernetes is a, is a very best option and i have used like various other services uh using kubernetes it's possible you know to handle all the online and uh, all the uh, workload for the game servers uh which we need to feed also some of the other examples uh analytics maybe and uh machine learning applications mm -hmm. uh, apart from gaming uh but uh, kubernetes still have some of the major pain points mm, when it comes to deploying uh you know big data sucks actually yeah for ex uh, yeah so for example uh let's talk about containers they are designed for short lived uh, stateless applications and uh, their lack of persistent storage which can be shared between the different jobs is a, is a you know major issue but i will say that our open source community uh, kubernetes community uh, is uh, statelessly you know working on it and i can say that in the future we, we will see more improvement Yep, good cuz you know this is the thing is like we our community is as most communities should be is very open to the fact that there are lots of folks out there that are still going for the stateless approach while we are finding more and more cases of people that are using the state you know that that say that yes you you can do this it's possible here's how is it necessarily the best case for everybody that's you know everyone can have their own opinion about that But as you said, that is a frequent tendency that we see is is preferring the stateless option. We are seeing more and more folks out there um, through lots of different companies, and we've had you know different conversations in our community about this. That you can in fact do this um, uh, regarding running stateful applications, stateful workloads, and that and that there can be that there can be you know success stories. And so we, we're like I said, we're we're open to continue to having these conversations because it's mostly to see on a case by case basis like what works best for everybody. But I think that the the summary that you gave was was fantastic. Um, now, other things other things to touch on. Um, you mentioned tooling. All right, could you maybe talk about uh, some of your favorite tools that you worked with, or perhaps least favorite tools? Uh, okay, so uh, 
having a favorite tool as a developer i think so it's generally a not a good thing because you know it then becomes a golden hammer and you would try to force each project to fit your tool and that's bad because the tool should fit the project not the other way around but uh, that's not going to stop me from some of my favorite tools and uh, i just know when i should not use them Um, so yeah, fair, been, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. But any tools that you worked with recently that have caught your attention, like, hey, this has been quite fun. Okay, so uh, recently, uh, one of the tools uh, is you know controllers. They have actually got my attention, and uh, I got to know about this project, you know, a few recent days back only. And I have been planning to uh, make some good contributions on that project. And right. it's a, it's a very, you know. interesting project of kubernetes good stuff with that in mind as well too is that you know with someone who's so active you're living in india working for a swedish company being involved in all these other community things um having contact with mozilla cncf all this kind of stuff what do you recommend to other young people out there who want to get more into kubernetes about resources they should check out books they should read anything what, what would you recommend Okay, so uh, you know, actually, they, I will say there are lots of great programs to involve with Kubernetes, uh, big data, and uh, few of them I want to list are Outreachy, uh, GSOC, and Linux Foundation mentorship program. Uh, so in Outreachy, you work for three months on a dedicated feature or project. Also, I think that uh, CNCF or Kubernetes should increase the number of interns in Outreachy. uh as compared to other programs uh, they are very few right now uh gsoc is also you know very similar to outreach program uh but it's only for the students and uh the last one which i mentioned was a uh, linux foundation mentorship program through which i get involved with the cncf community uh, as i mentioned in my introduction and there are multiple rounds of mentorship program every year as compared to gsoc and outreach uh apart from these internship and mentorship programs kubernetes have this uh, great shadow team call every month uh, after every few months so yeah there are different six uh, special interested groups in kubernetes uh, for example i participated in release notes team uh, there are other and does not much uh, you know if someone doesn't uh, much know about kubernetes then i will uh, definitely suggest them to apply for this shadow program and it's open right now also for the 1.21 and i will appreciate uh, and i will you know suggest all the young ones to apply for it also uh, if you go through the github repo there are several other projects uh, i uh, on first i will um, mention to all the my young fellows to at least ask questions in the slack uh, what many people do they you know uh, make some uh, conclusion by their own they don't actually ask question so be a fearless and kickass person ask questions uh, if you are not going to ask you know you are never going to have any answer i think it's At a least, super good point is what yeah. we say is you know there's no such thing as a stupid question only a stupid silence And as well too is that you know as you said people are happy to help. They like getting questions. And I imagine you probably get plenty of questions too from people that are trying to get started out. I mean, what kind of questions do people generally ask you? 
Okay, so uh, I have been uh, asked like questions how to get involved with open source. So this is a you know major question I have been getting. And recently these days after joining Kubernetes, uh, the main question is uh, how to get involved with the Kubernetes community because you know it's too big. And uh, yeah, I will say you know it uh, it generally takes uh, a few months to get. get uh, get along with the project you can't learn anything you know within 7 days no that, i mean we we would like to but we're we're not there yet no, i think that's a good point so yeah some patience some dedication and like you said reaching out to people don't be afraid to ask questions like no one um if you're respectful if you're polite uh, like you said most of the time people are going to be happy to to answer and as you're already doing you're answering questions too so i think this is a it's a really positive way of looking at it now in terms of the future right you've done a very very a lot in a short period of time what are we going to see sonia doing in the future you know you've got a blog you've got, you're working on other stuff um what can we expect from you in, in the next coming months or in 2021 for the whole year okay so uh for the next 6 months uh i have been uh, working as a developer advocate uh, at embark studios only and in terms of open source you can see me doing a lot of different things uh, maybe uh, i am going to have my new podcast um yeah <laughs> and uh, also uh, as a dwell- uh, developer i am here to bridge the gap between the third party developers and our product teams so that we can make our ecosystem our communication more effective more better uh, yeah and if anyone is having any kind of questions please feel free to ping me very very good big plans um i definitely wanted to hear more about this podcast i definitely think it, i think it's a fantastic idea i think you do a great job and also as well i think it's very empowering for for young people for young women as well to see to see someone as yourself you know putting themselves out there taking steps and moving forward working on solving problems strengthening the ecosystem participating in global initiatives with you know lots and lots of people being involved i think it's a it's a great sign of confidence um that that other people can look up to and admire Uh so anyway I I'm very much convinced this will this is our last podcast of 2020 it's our first podcast with you and I imagine we're going to be having you on some meetups in 2021 or other podcasts um so anyway Sonia thank you very very much for your time and look forward to checking out all the great stuff you're going to be doing in the future Thank you Bath and the whole doc community uh for inviting me and it was really fun you know talk about kubernetes big data and about myself perfect thank you so much sonia we'll be talking to you soon